0: Welcome to Dad's Sense, a podcast for folks looking to grow their financial future. This podcast is hosted by Jason Fuchs, a dad, a husband, and managing director of Sage Path Financial Advisors. Jason's goal is to help you grow your financial future the right way. Now your host, Jason Fuchs.
1: Greetings, everyone. If you're new here, I am Jason Fuchs, married to Amber, father to an almost two-year-old girl Jewel. I'm also the managing director of Sage Path Financial Advisors, and at Sage Path, we're here to help you grow your financial future the right way. I'm excited to be here. All of our listeners, thank you so much for being here with me. You could be doing anything right now. You could be listening to anything right now, but you chose to be here, and I appreciate you. Hey, Amber. Hey, Jason. How's it going?
0: Uh, Great. I'm so excited to be here again. This is awesome.
1: I know. We're having a ton of fun. I'm excited that you're here too. I know. So when I say the word healthcare, what comes to mind?
0: Bills.
1: Bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anything else?
0: Um well, health insurance, which is
1: always an adventure, <laughs> right? Especially <laughs> 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 Yeah, for many Americans, navigating the maze of health insurance options from employer based plans to individual policies, it can be dizzying. And much of that will change when you reach the age 65. And what happens for most folks when they turn 65, Amber?
0: Um. Well, I suppose retirement, hopefully. All
1: right. Yeah. If, if, if they're already retirement at 65, but hopefully they've been retired for a few years. Sure. Absolutely. And that's what our financial topic of today's episode is, preparing for healthcare costs in retirement. And hey, if you're not interested in hearing about that, don't leave. The grill trend continues. The <laughs> obsession continues. <laughs> I have a new simple smoked pulled pork butt or pork shoulder recipe that I'm really thrilled to share with you today. Keyword on simple. This recipe is really neat. I think you're going to love it. But before we get into the recipe, what I want to do is take a few minutes, share with you what's on my heart, what I'm most excited about, and I want to hear from you. I love hearing from you. These emails I get are fantastic, so I want you to keep them coming. What are you thinking about today? What's on your mind? What are you most excited about? How are you feeling? The email address is jfuchs at sagepathfa.com, and the phone number is 904-366-9388. All of that is in the description of the podcast. Well, Amber, we had a uh, wonderful adventure at the Pumpkin Patch, right?
0: Yes, one of my favorite things about the month of October.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, here in Florida, it's tough when we go from summer to fall. We don't, we don't really feel it as much as we used to when we were up in DC.
0: Yeah, we don't necessarily get the changing of the color of the leaves. You know, we get it sometimes, but not all the time, and definitely not as colorful as in the mid Atlantic. Um, and the temperature doesn't change that much down here. I mean, it changes slightly. <laughs> A little bit. It definitely cools off and gets, you know, "quote unquote" Florida cold.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
0: it's just not the same. So doing things like going to the pumpkin patch and having that fun makes it feel more like fall.
1: Yeah, and we're we're okay with the lack of transition. I mean, that's why we live here. Yeah, love <laughs> we the love weather. the weather down here. Love it. But it is important for us to have events like the Pumpkin Patch to kind of show Jewel, you know, the excitement of the fall season.
0: Yeah. Helping build that uh, tradition, making those special moments for her, you know, since she's only two, she doesn't necessarily going to remember that, but it is, you know, we love the tradition and love just doing something special for her.
1: Absolutely. And we were lucky enough to have your parents, Hope and Steve, with us too. Yeah. Who Jewel absolutely loves. Of
0: course. And
1: we would be... In trouble without them because they are watching Jewel Monday through Friday for us while we get through this whole COVID thing. It's Mm -hmm. amazing to have that kind of support.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we're very fortunate to have them close by and willing and able. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: But we had a ton of fun. I mean, we we found some pumpkins, go figure. (laughs) (laughs) We we had a wonderful lunch. I mean, the weather itself was beautiful. It felt a little like fall. Mm Mm-hmm. But we got to walk around. I mean the the, the place we went to was absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Great scenery. We got to check out some animals. Jewel was into the horses and the yeah. goats. <laughs> so we had a ton of fun.
0: Yeah. And I, of course, was trying to avoid stepping on another ant colony like I did last year.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> looking at the beautiful scenery. And next thing you know, Amber's covered in red ants.
0: Uh, well, my ankle was. Your ankle. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, a- everybody else was up looking around at the scenery and I was looking down at... My ankles.
1: <laughs> well, we avoided a, a disaster this time. Right. So you were able to enjoy it a little bit more.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think it'd be a good time to transition into the food topic of today's episode. What do you think?
0: Well, I know you want to talk about that grill.
1: I'm dying to talk about this recipe. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about the smoke pulled pork recipe, what I'm featuring in today's episode. We're going to get into that right now. I found this recipe on Hey, Grill, Hey. Great name for a website.
0: Yeah, except I think you said it wrong. Hey, Grill, Hey. Uh,
1: (laughs) Hey, Grill, Hey. That's better. Is that better? Yeah. What would I do without you? I don't know. I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) Now, most smoked pork butt recipes, they call for a bone-in pork shoulder. It's sometimes also labeled a Boston butt roast or a pork butt. All of these labels are for the exact same cut of pork and none of them actually come from the butt end of the pig, which can definitely be confusing. They come from the upper part of the shoulder and the pork butt or the pork shoulder, it has many overlapping and hardworking muscle groups that are bound together with tight connective tissue. And that tight tissue makes this cut really well suited for smoking. It'd be very difficult to simply slice and serve a pork shoulder roast that wasn't cooked low and slow to break down those tight muscles and connective fibers. You'd end up chewing it for a long time, not getting anywhere. But by using the low and slow process of cooking the meat over a wood fire for a long time, those tissues begin to break down, they tenderize, and they create amazing strands of super succulent smoked pork shoulder. And that's why we smoke the meat so slowly. The reason I call this smoked pulled pork butt simple is because of how little effort it actually takes. This recipe, it doesn't require any fancy injections. Yes, I said it, injections. (laughs) Any tools, spritzing concoctions, wrapping, to have it come out absolutely perfect every single time. I've used those methods in the past, and they're incredibly evasive. All you really need is a good pork shoulder, a great homemade sweet barbecue rub, which I'll also share with you, good smoke, and plenty of time. And once the meat is on the smoker, all you need to do... Grab a cool drink, kick your feet up, and relax. And what's really neat about the smoker that I bought, it's Wi-Fi connected.
0: (laughs) So I don't have to check
1: the grill every 20 or 30 seconds. I can pull out my phone, and I know the temperature of the grill. Not only that, but I know the amount of smoke in the grill, too. That's what's going to give it that flavor. And I have inside temperature gauges to tell me what the temperature of the meat is. So it really does come out to perfection.
0: It's like your dream. It's
1: my dream. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, I use what's called a pellet grill. And a pellet grill is great because it creates a more evenly spaced heat. So the meat that you're smoking, it really, really comes out well because there's no inconsistency in heat. And if you've ever smoked any sort of meat, you know how important that is. Anyway, be sure to check it out on our blog, SagePathFA.com. You're going to love it. I'd love to know what you think, so let me know. I think it's a good time to transition into our financial topic of today's episode, preparing for health care costs and retirement. What about you? Sounds good. All right. Let's get into that now. Now, like I said earlier, for many Americans, navigating the maze of health insurance options from employer-based plans to individual policies, it can be dizzying. And much of that changes when you reach age 65. That's when individuals, they're generally eligible for Medicare, which covers routine healthcare expenses like visits to doctors and prescription drugs. But the program, it doesn't cover everything. And here's a breakdown of how Medicare works and your coverage options for filling in the gaps. You ready, Amber? Ready. Let's take a look inside Medicare first. Now, Medicare, it comprises four parts that cover different healthcare services, and they carry various financial obligations. People who are already receiving Social Security benefits before they turn 65 will be automatically enrolled in Medicare Parts A and B. Others can enroll online around their 65th birthday by visiting medicare.gov. Pretty simple process through the website. Medicare Parts A and B are known as traditional Medicare. Part A covers hospital services, including inpatient stays, care in a skilled nursing facility, hospice care. You can sign up for Part A coverage at no cost, as long as you or your spouse have paid Medicare payroll taxes for at least 10 years. You got Part A? Got it. All right. Part B covers doctor's visits and other outpatient services. Now, you'll need to pay a premium for Part B which is about $144.60 a month. That's for 2020. You'll also need to meet the annual deductible, and that's $198 in 2020, after which Part B will cover 80% of approved costs. Parts A and B, they don't cover all expenses, like the cost of prescription drugs. Individuals looking for more comprehensive coverage, they may want to consider adding Part C or D to their Medicare plan. Part D provides prescription drug coverage. It's offered by private insurance companies. You need to pay a premium for Part D coverage, and that's about $42 per month in 2020. Also known as Medicare Advantage Part C, I know you're probably super confused because we're going out of order here, but trust (laughs) me, there's a rhyme to the reason. Part C, it covers the same benefits as A and B, but it's offered through a private health insurance company. Plans vary, but you might also get vision, hearing, dental benefits in addition to the prescription drug coverage. You might also be able to reduce your monthly premiums if you're willing to take on a higher share of your health care costs or potentially have access to fewer providers. You got it? Got it. You're a pro, right?
0: Uh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a good breakdown.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Medicare supplemental insurance is called Medigap. And that helps fill in other gaps left by the Medicare program. Make sense? Yes. So I think a recap might help. What do you think? Sounds good. All right. So part A, remember, is inpatient and hospital stays. The use of hospital room, supplies, et cetera. It also covers the prescriptions while in the hospital. You got me? Yes. All right. Part B, outpatient and doctor care, doctor services, medical supplies, preventative service, no prescriptions though. And remember, Part A covers the prescriptions while you're in the hospital, but not when you're out. Okay? Okay. Now, Part A and B, that's basic coverage. But remember, there's a possibility for significant costs with respect to deductibles and coinsurance that you might pay. That's what the Medigap is for. Okay. The Medigap is the extra health insurance that you buy from a private company to pay the costs not covered by A and B, which is original Medicare. Okay? Okay. Now D, remember that's prescription medications. That's optional. It works like regular health insurance in that it's provided by private insurance companies, okay? Okay. And then that leaves us with C, Medicare Advantage plans. Now those are also offered by private companies approved by Medicare. You get your coverage of A and B from the advantage plan, not original Medicare. You may also get those extra coverages like vision, hearing, dental, or Health and wellness programs. Most also include prescription drug coverage, which again is Part D. Okay. All right. All right. Now let's talk about Medicare eligibility and enrollment. The initial Medicare enrollment period, it's different for everyone. You have a seven-month window to enroll. That starts three months before the month in which you turn 65 and ends three months after the month in which you turn 65, seven months. Okay. If you don't sign up during this window, you could face late enrollment penalties and you might have to pay higher premiums. But there are some exceptions. So for example, if you're still working and you're 65, you still get healthcare coverage from your employer, you can delay enrolling without facing any penalties. Make sense? Yes. All right. So right. Let's talk about long-term care insurance. and. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I am asked this question so often. Jason, I have health insurance. I have Medicare. Do I need long-term care insurance? And the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> it depends on your overall situation. But even if you have all parts of Medicare, you might lack certain health care coverage. Namely, Medicare and Medigap policies, they don't cover long-term care, including assistance with day-to-day tasks due to chronic illness, disability, or old age. Now, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, this type of care can be really expensive. The average cost of a semi-private room in a nursing home is $6,844 a month. It's pretty big. Long-term care insurance can help cover various costs, like the cost of nurses, therapists you might need to assist you, the cost of nursing homes, and assisted living facilities. Some may even cover home modifications. For example, if you put a wheelchair ramp in. Follow me? Yes. All right. Now, how do you buy long-term care insurance? Well, Amber, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) Long-term care policies, they cost less when you're younger and you're in good health. If you wait until your health is less stable, it may hinder your ability to find long-term care policy at all, and you might be turned down due to a pre-existing condition, for example. You can get these policies through an insurance agent, a broker, or a financial advisor, <clears throat> like me. Mm-hmm. And if your employer offers long-term care plans, you might be able to buy one while you're still working and hold on to that policy after you retire. Mm-hmm. Now let's close this episode out. Finding healthcare and retirement can seem like a daunting task, especially if you'd have access to employer-based health coverage for most of your life. But if you're mindful of your enrollment period for Medicare and you know where to turn for additional coverage, you might find the right policies to meet your healthcare needs in your golden years. And it may sound crazy, but this is something you and your financial advisor should be talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Healthcare, is going to play a major role in your ability to live a happy and fulfilling retirement. I have a really neat tool that allows me to estimate your healthcare costs in retirement. If you'd like to take advantage of that, please reach out to me. I'd be happy to help. And of course, if you don't have a financial advisor or if you'd like a fresh look at your overall financial plan, please reach out to me. I would love to help you. The phone number is 904-366-9388 and the email is jfuchs at sagepathfa.com. All of that is in the description of the podcast. Amber, anything you'd like to add?
0: No, but thank you for having me here.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. I love having you here. We have a ton of fun (laughs) together. Always. So we'll see you again, right? I hope so. All right. That's a commitment. (laughs) I got it in uh, verbal writing. I'll be here. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here.
0: Oh, my pleasure.
1: And that concludes today's episode. We'll see you in two weeks for another episode of Dad Sense. Thank you for listening. I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their day. This show is meant for general information and is not intended as specific investment recommendations or advice. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information presented here should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Securities Corporation, member FINRA SIPC. FSC is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of FSC. This information was obtained from Oxley Institute. SagePath is located at 512 Rosebud Lane, Neptune Beach, Florida, 32266. Jason can be reached at 904-366-9388 or jfuchs at sagepathfa.com.